Welcome to the HitchedMag.com podcast. Hey everybody, welcome back. This is Steve Cooper, Editor-in-Chief of HitchedMag.com. I'm joined once again with Dr. Karen Sherman. Hi, Karen. Hi, you, Steve. Um, this is the season of politics. Um, we just had the Democratic and Republican National Convention, mm-hmm. and there is tons of water cooler talk, and uh, uh-huh. there's also talk in the households, um, and couples talk everything, and uh, one of the things they do talk about is politics, and it politics is one of those really touchy issues. Um, it, is there a reason why you can think that politics are such a touchy issue? Well, I don't think that it's politics per se, but when you think about it, what is politics? It's really covering a very broad range of topics and a very broad range of different beliefs that people have. So I think that what happens is that it's touching off in people the different values that they have, and that's where it starts to get touchy. So whether it is with your friends or family or your mate, that that's why it starts to get touchy. It's the values that it's really um, uh, representing. Sure, that makes sense. And when talking politics, what is the most important rule to remember uh, when talking with your spouse? And this is assuming, obviously, that you disagree on a subject or a politician. Well, I think that, you know, anytime there's um, a conflict or there's disagreement, I think the most important thing to remember is that you maintain your respect for the other person, that you can certainly have a conflict while um, not being disrespectful and name-calling and putting the other person down. People can have differences of opinion and you know, still be held in high regard. So as long as you are uh, having your discussion um, and valuing that other person, then nobody feels really awful at the end of it. Okay. And if, if you know that, you, um, let, me, let me rephrase this, um, politics, there, there are certain deal breakers in a relationship and mm-hmm. A lot of times these are things that, you know, should have been discussed before uh, people get married, um, but like, like, you know, somebody wants to have a child and then the other person says, well, wait a second, I never wanted to have kids. Right. Um, is, is politics, um, and if you and your uh, spouse are staunch opponents um, and you're different politically, is that, is, is that a deal breaker? Oh, no. I, I, one person's a Republican and one person's a Democrat. I certainly would say not. However, you raise the part about, let's say, if one person wants to have children and one doesn't. Now, remember, again, a few moments ago, I was really saying that politics is a broad term for lots of sub-issues. So let's spin off on what you just said. Let's say that one person believes that abortion is a viable option if there is um, an unwanted pregnancy or, God forbid, a pregnancy where the child is really, really ill Mm -hmm. and the other person feels that under no circumstances is abortion something that is okay. That's going to be a real problem. So if it's something like that, that could have been a deal breaker. 
and you know rather than just put it under the broad heading of Republican or Democrat, I think that you ought to have discussed very specific issues like that beforehand because that can create a lot of difficulty in the marriage going forward. Okay. I think uh, I, I totally agree that it's, it's the issues and not the, uh, the political party, but I think we see right. a lot of marriages right. right there letting know that Democrats and Republicans can live and get together in, in peace. So um, we're going to take a quick break here, Karen. Okay. And, uh, take our reader question, and then we'll be right back to uh, conclude this conversation on politics. Okay. And so here we are with our weekly reader submitted question, and this one comes from Gavin, and he says that uh, my wife confessed to me that she has had many sexual affairs with men at her office. Uh, she says that she is looking for acknowledgement and that she was going through a strange time in her life. Needless to say, the things she told me were completely out of character, and I was gobsmacked. Uh, how do I get over this, and how will I ever know whether she thinks of them? And he finishes with, <clears throat> excuse me, will she ever do these things again? Wow. It's like a, a bad that's a That's a big, big question. Well, first let me say that, um, Gavin, you did not say whether your wife said that she's had these affairs while she was married to you or whether it occurred prior to your relationship, and that makes a difference. Um, I think that it's very poignant that she said she was looking for acknowledgement because that's what we're all looking for uh, when we get involved in relationships. Um, unfortunately, and I don't mean to be totally avoiding this question, but this is so heavy that I really think that this is going to need some professional help because this is really an issue of trust. And again, especially if this has occurred inside the marriage, then it's really going to need a lot of work. What I do want to say is that uh, people need to know that just because an infidelity has occurred, it does not mean that a relationship has to break up. I want to repeat that. A relationship having gone through an infidelity does not mean that... Um, it has to be the end of the relationship. Many times when couples work through it, their relationship can really be a lot stronger. So that's that's the hope that I want to give to people. Um, but it does mean that there's a lot of work that has to be done. And I think that, Gavin, Gavin, if you're going to just sort of think, well, let me just put this away and I'll get over it, that that's a little too simplistic. So um, go get some help uh, with somebody who really knows how to work with this kind of issue, and you're going to need to talk about it and really go through that um, part about your wife saying that she needs acknowledgement because, again, relationships are about attachment. And I, I hope that that's enough of an answer to um, give you some of the help that you need right now. Yeah, that's a that's a very like you said that's a really big question for uh, this small little segment. So, um, Gavin, we wish you the best of luck and uh, keep us posted, please. Okay, so we are back and we are concluding our conversation about politics and marriage. And the the next thing I want to discuss, Karen, is 
Should couples try to resolve a disagreement on a political issue like, like health care or abortion, or is it just best to agree to disagree and drop it? Well, you know, uh, again, depending on how personally touched they are by the issue, um, you know, will determine whether they have to try to resolve it for themselves or not. Um, certainly an issue like health care is not something that they're going to be able to resolve. Uh, so they may have to just agree to disagree. Something like abortion, uh, they are going to have to try to resolve it between them. Uh, so I think for many topics, it's just going to be a matter of understanding that we don't see this thing uh, in the same way. And we're going to, you know, understand that we're two different people. Yeah. And, and, uh, when it, when it comes to talking politics and, and when if, even if you're talking like sports or something, a lot of times you just really want to win the agreement and you want to convince the other person to change their mind. Um, if you want to do that, are there any tips that you can give to, to help somebody convince another person to... Well, now you're talking about uh, persuasion. And I think that people have to know that you can't necessarily change somebody. Uh, but one of the uh, tips for helping to persuade somebody is that if somebody disagrees with you, then it is best to give acknowledgement to their position and then explain to them why you think your position is good. In other words, don't totally dismiss their position because when you do that, then they're going to get more uh, rigid in defending their position, and you've got less of a chance of them being persuaded to see your point of view. So give credibility to their position, and then they'll soften a little bit and be more willing to listen to your point of view. Okay. Well, these are all really great tips, Karen, and uh, I really appreciate it, and I'm sure um, all those people talking politics will appreciate it too. Um, that's going to conclude it for us, so thank you very much for your time. Okay, Steve. And for everybody else out there, you can always get more information about Dr. Karen Sherman at choicerelationships.com, also at drkarensherman.com. And uh, keep an eye out for her new book, Mindfulness and the Art of Choice, Transform Your Life, which is also available on her website. And lastly, of course, you can find all of her articles on hitchedmag.com. So thank you again, Karen. Okay, Steve, take care and okay. say hi to everybody out there for okay, us. Okay? Do. Okay, bye, bye now. Hitched entertains, educates, and inspires married couples.